Welcome to Cancer and You, with psychotherapist and writer Karen Seeger, who has also been diagnosed with breast cancer twice. The program is for everybody affected by cancer, whether you are the one with the illness, family, a friend, colleague, or healthcare professional. Karen talks about the emotional and mental impact of cancer and how to cope. She records her shows on her orange houseboat on the River Thames in the UK. Please note that Cancer and You does not provide medical advice. And now over to your show host, Karen Seeger. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Cancer and You with me, Karen Seeger. I'm a psychotherapist and writer based in London, UK. I specialize in supporting people with the emotional and mental impact of cancer and I have been diagnosed with breast cancer twice. Today is part two of Cancer Voices, the program where we hear from people who've been there and the advice they give to people who are there at the moment. In part one, we shared cancer lessons. Today, in part two, our contributors share words of encouragement with those who are newly diagnosed. We will hear again from Bruce, Rod and Sarah and we are also joined by Diane. You know, we are all in this together. There are moments and days when we all need encouragement. It can sometimes feel a lonely place and I remember when I was first diagnosed, I certainly hoped somebody would give me some encouragement that I would get through this and luckily I did meet some people who were able to give me just that. So I would like to thank today's contributors for the time that they have invested and sharing some of their very personal thoughts with us. I would like to start off with Rod. Rod is a 68-year-old Australian print and web publisher who says he spends too much time on social media advocating for guys with breast cancer. He was diagnosed with stage 3B breast cancer in 2014 and prostate cancer in 2016. He is in remission for both diseases. His informative website, malebc.org, that's male, B for breast, C for cancer, .org, is a compilation of the latest diagnosis, treatment and research on breast cancer in men. Over to you, Rod. As encouragement for the newly diagnosed, I'd like to talk about hope and fear. Cancer invades both your body and your mind. It affects your relationships, your career, your finances, and stymies your plans for the future. Uncertainty is your constant companion. You read the cancer statistics with trepidation and try to make sense of scientific reports that are both obtuse and contradictory. Looking back over five years of remission for breast cancer, I think I'm qualified to comment on both the public and personal understanding of a cancer diagnosis and its subsequent treatments. More particularly, how a patient has his or her life subsumed by alternating emotions, dominated by hope and fear, as you navigate the treatment plans and deal with the perceptions in the community that you are somehow at war with your disease. We read a lot about how cancer is a battle. A battle implies an enemy, whereas cancer, 
uncontrolled division of cells in your body is an illness. What we need to do is understand that you don't battle an illness, you actually deal with it through medications, surgery, chemotherapy, and then diet and exercise, not to mention the support of loved ones. So cancer is no journey. Most journeys have a planned destination, but a cancer diagnosis presents an unexpected life diversion to a medical process over which we have very little control. In reality, most people going through cancer treatment and dealing with alternate emotions of fear and hope live in a state of anxiety, fear of test results, fear of income loss, fear of inadequate health insurance, fear of poor medical attention, most important, fear of recurrence. Interspersed with fear is the positive emotion hope. To live in hope is to have confidence in hopeful outcomes and it sustains all of us living with cancer. Improved survival rates give us rise to further hope. We live in a wonderful age of medical care. Every day there's new advances in drugs and research on causes including the hereditary aspects of care. Many of us have never had better access to medical treatment. Despite the fear of unknown life expectancy, we are all more or less able to set goals and make plans for the future, plans that will daily sustain us. Some people have a bucket list, but instead I've opted for a life list, a list that records and celebrates achievements, but one that I can build on for my future. Although I can't ignore my medical condition, I can release myself from its vice-like grip so that fear doesn't dominate my life and make me sick again. We're stronger than we think, and health and happiness are well within our reach. Thank you, Rod. I think you will agree with me that Rod brought together a very comprehensive overview of some key concepts, psychological concepts, that you will come across once you have been diagnosed. Hope versus uncertainty, Cancer language, is it a battle, are you a warrior, is this a cancer journey versus a life journey, how do you sustain yourself, how do you manage your understandable anxiety, how do you get on top of things and remain in control when what you're going through is a manifestation of loss of control on so many levels. Now you, like the rest of us, will have to make up your mind how you want to look at things and what helps you best. And I hope that today's Cancer Voices will give you some ideas and some useful pointers into the direction that you want to head. Rod, thanks again for your contribution. It is much appreciated. And if you have missed part one of this series and Miss Rod's talk about cancer lessons, then do make sure that you catch up with it. Now, let's turn to Sarah. Sarah is based here in the UK. She was diagnosed with breast cancer a couple of years ago. She runs a very beautiful and informative website called tickoffbreastcancer.com and she is also publishing a book by the same name in September 2019, later this year. Over to you, Sarah. Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm mum to two lovely children and I'm married to a wonderful, supportive husband. 
Two and a half years ago, when I was 42, I was diagnosed with primary breast cancer. Following my running with breast cancer, I now run a website called tickingoffbreastcancer.com, which is dedicated to helping people through their breast cancer treatment. And I've got a book of the same name, which accompanies the website coming out at the end of September this year. For those women who have recently been diagnosed with breast cancer, I would say to you that you're not alone in what you're going through. There are plenty of people who are in exactly the same place as you right now. And there are plenty of people who have been where you are now and where you're going. I would say seek out those people, talk to them, learn from their experiences. You'll find them in support groups and online, in forums and online website support groups. Read what these people have written about their experiences. Because if you know that other people have had the same worries, fears, physical and emotional struggles, then you'll feel less isolated as you go through this. Thank you, Sarah. You are mentioning a really important area here, the one of social isolation. Cancer is a very isolating experience. It's a very lonely experience. Even if we are surrounded by people who care for us, who look after us, who have our best interests at heart. But being with the feelings and with the physical manifestations of the illness and of the treatment is a lonely experience. So we have to remind ourselves that we are alone in this, but on another level, we are not. So it is up to you to seek out the support that is available, to seek out people like Sarah, Rod, Bruce and Diane and so many more globally or locally in support groups. It doesn't have to be online. The cancer community is vast and diverse and who knows, you yourself may end up making a great contribution and assist others with where you are at now. Now I'd like to introduce you to Diane, who is a complementary therapist has been diagnosed and treated for breast cancer, does a lot of photography and also writing on the subject of emotions and our cancer experience. Diane has recorded a very special poem for us, You, which reflects on her own experiences. Over to you, Diane. In 2013, aged 49, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And last year, just days after my five-year review, I wrote the poem, You. I'd never written anything before, but I found myself reflecting on the previous five years, from the devastating diagnosis to living a life of uncertainty. But a life that I now say thank you for every day. I also present a series of photographs called Focus on Emotions that describes not only my cancer journey, but the feelings and emotions of many other cancer patients that have been shared with me. It uses nature and all non-clinical photography to describe these emotions. I've now found an artistic talent that I never knew that I had. I live by the saying, carpe diem, seize the day. Thank you for listening. You by Diane Leopard you crept silently into my life. You came along without warning. No lights flashing, no sirens screaming. Are you real? 
or am I dreaming? You turn my world upside down, as only you can do. The lights went dim, my head was spinning. I didn't know if you were winning. You might stay, you might go. Do any of us really know? You made my days so cold and lonely. The tears I cried left me empty inside. But what you didn't know is that my world is filled with so much love I was wrapped in a protective glove. You change my world, but that's not bad. For every day I feel so glad. The beauty that surrounds us all was waiting just outside the door. You held my life in your cold hand, but you gave my world a loving glow. If you should ever call again, I'll walk with you into the rain. But just for now, we'll walk together, your shadow never far away. You may come, you may go, you may take and you may hurt. But just for now, I want to say thank you for giving me a bright new day. Thank you for sharing that very personal poem with us today, Diane. Reflecting and expressing our experiences after such a traumatic diagnosis is possible and is very important. And Diane found her voice five years after her diagnosis. And so you too may find your voice sooner or later. Now, let's head over to Bruce. Bruce also contributed in our first program, Cancer Voices, and shared with us some of his cancer lessons. Today, Bruce gives us some words of encouragement. If you're newly diagnosed, you wouldn't want to miss what he's got to say. Over to you, Bruce. Hello, my name is Bruce Gilligan. I'm age 57 and I was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma at the age of 25 in 1986. At that time, I was married with a young family, a daughter aged three and a half, and a son who was just eight weeks old. I was treated for my cancer at Cookridge Hospital near Leeds. A year after my treatment finished, I left a career as an engineer and embarked on a 30 year long obsession with cancer. During that time, I qualified as an oncology nurse and worked at the Royal Marsden Hospital in London before taking up a position as a haematology nurse at the Northern General Hospital in Sheffield. Later, I joined the pharmaceutical industry as a nurse advisor, where I continued to specialise in oncology until I was forced to retire a year ago due to long-term side effects as a result of the cancer treatment I'd received over 30 years ago. I now fill my time writing and illustrating. I have two published adventure books called Drifting and Seeing, and I've also self-published two cancer-related booklets, one about communication in cancer and the other about neutropenia. I think we're all aware of how bad news tends to travel faster than good news. And as a consequence of this, often someone will already have developed a less than favorable perspective on what having cancer means to them before they're even diagnosed. With that in mind, if I were to offer a piece of encouragement to someone newly diagnosed with cancer, it would be that no two cancers are the same. The outcome of your cancer 
and how it will affect you will be every bit as unique as you are. Sadly, I've met many, many people with cancer over the years, and I can tell you I've witnessed an array of different outcomes. I've known people who were given a dreadful prognosis, who've gone on to live fruitful and rewarding lives following their diagnosis and treatment. Unfortunately, though, I have also seen people with relatively good prognosis experience a significantly compromised quality of life, or even an early and unexpected death. There are over 200 different types of cancer, and the number is growing as research uncovers more subtypes based on tumour characteristics such as cell receptors, or even biomarkers. And having worked in clinical research within the pharmaceutical industry, I'm well aware of the many significant advances that have been made in recent years in terms of treatment outcomes and survival as a result of knowing more about individual cancers. However, having said that, I've never forgotten the phrase my grandmother used to say about one person's medicine being another person's poison. And for this reason, all of us, by that I mean healthcare professionals, friends, relatives, and even work colleagues, must constantly remind ourselves that everyone, including people with cancer, are individuals living our own unique lives. How someone's experience of cancer affects them will be as unique as they are, resulting in impossible to predict outcomes. If we all remember this, including patients themselves, it might improve the chances of identifying someone's individual needs so that steps can be taken to support those needs. A person's cancer is as individual as they are, both in terms of outcome and the potential needs having it will create for them. A patient needs to remember this and not be afraid to ask for help. You deserve that at the very least. You're not a statistic, you are you, and no one, not even you, knows what the future holds for you. Who knows? You too might find yourself enjoying doing something you never imagined you would before you experienced your cancer. Thank you for allowing me the opportunity to share a little of my own unique perspective on cancer. I appreciate it's only my perspective, but if just one other person is helped in any way by what I've said, then I can comfort myself with the knowledge that my 30-year obsession with cancer has served a useful purpose. Thank you. Thank you, Bruce. And a very important reminder that we are individuals with an individual experience of an illness which is individual to us. Often we might think cancer is cancer is cancer. If you are new to the field, if you are newly diagnosed, you might not have a lot of knowledge about it. And you may also think that the treatment and the approach and the care you receive is not individual to you. It's something that will be offered to those before you and to those after you. But it is important for us to hold on to who we are and to ask questions and to be in tune with what we need. And that may change over time and we may become more aware of things over time. It's important that we remember that. And as unique as you are, so are our contributors today. They all bring their unique views to our program today and I hope this is helping you to find some encouragement, to find some hope, to give you some 
practical ideas in terms of what you can do and give you encouragement to research more and to speak more and to ask questions. I would like to thank today's contributors Rod, Bruce, Sarah, Diane for having given their time to our program today. You can catch up with previous programs and articles I write on my website karensieger.com. Wherever you are, look after yourself. I hope to be able to welcome you here again next time. Until then, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Cancer and You with your host Karen Seeger. You can follow Karen on Twitter at Karen Seeger. Catch up with her articles, videos and work via her website karenseeger.com. That is K-A-R-I-N. S-I-E-G-E-R We look forward to welcoming you here again next time.